Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, listeners. You have reached the voices of the Cannabis Wars radio show where we're here to tell you the news right from the front lines. I mean, we hear what's going on, you know, on a national level on TV and in the newspapers and things like that, but we don't get to hear about what's going on in prison, what, what is really going on. Our prisoners are locked up for a plant. We don't communicate about any of that. You don't see that in the average news. So that's where you can get the news, straight from, straight from our radio show. Um, this radio show is put together completely by volunteers. Nobody gets paid to come onto this radio. Um, it, is, it is given to us, this platform, by CCHI 2016. Uh, volunteers are Becca Nichols, Eugene Fisher, who is one of the hosts. Uh, he served a life sentence, 25 years of a life sentence, and got himself free um, for cannabis and is now here to host the show. We also have uh, uh, Mindy Griffiths, who is the producer of this show. In fact, she's, going, she's joining us um, as a host this morning. Uh, so she's she's going to talk with us about some things. Um, she's also a prison outreach specialist, and myself, Kristen Ann Floor, who is just tired of the war. Um, the war killed my dad, so I am here as a voice in order to try to get other people to step up and the the news stories out there and show you guys what's really going on, so that death never comes upon us again. So, if you want to call in as a guest and if you have something to say, the number is nine one seven. We have a really good but yet short show planned for you today. It is Easter, Uh, so for the first 30 minutes or so, we're going to be just discussing a few news topics. Um, We're just going to, it's going to be me, Eugene, and Mindy, and then at about 9.30, Craig Cecil is going to call in. Craig Cecil is serving his 13th year of his life sentence for our plant, yes, for marijuana. They are still giving people life sentences as they did Corvain Cooper just a year ago down in California. So um, we are also going to talk a little bit about Project Deschedule. Really awesome. Um, after Craig, we're going to do some new news stories. Um, we're also we're going to talk to Miggy Mig, who Miggy 420, you know him, he's a writer. He's a he's a strong voice of our cannabis war as he as he's um, going to be talking to us about Lance Glore. Lance Glore is a personal friend of mine who just went to trial recently and was taken into custody because of a cell phone violation, meaning, okay, meaning he changed his cell phone number, and apparently that was against his um, probation or his um, monitoring. So they took him in custody, put him on, put him on lockdown, uh, which Eugene will talk to us a little bit about diesel therapy. Um, so we'll learn about what lockdown is and what diesel therapy is, and we'll do that till about 10. And about 10, we've got Stephanie Landa coming on to talk to us about Freedom Grow. 
it's a nonprofit organization that raises commissary money for prisoners. So if you want, you think you listen to the show, you think how can you help? Well, just stay tuned because Stephanie is going to tell you how you can help in, in a little bit. Um, after Stephanie, we're going to probably hear from Tom Corby. And then um, we're going to read you a letter, a Valentine's Day letter, a late Valentine's Day letter from Jason Miller to Terry Miller. And we're going to close out the show early today because it is Easter. And um, I know a lot of us don't celebrate it, but a lot of us do. And one thing I want to mention is George Monterano, who has a regular segment on our show, who spent 33 years in prison and was just recently released, is not going to be calling in this morning. He's very, very sick. So... On Easter, we want to say, get well, George, Monterano, we love you. We love your segment. Unfortunately, though, for our listeners, you won't hear it today um, because he's going to get better. And he'll feel better, and next week he'll be back on. So first, I want to introduce you guys to Eugene Fisher, host of the show, and Mindy Griffith, uh, guest host and producer of the show today. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you know, when I uh, hear us talking about Easter, I think of uh, the incarcerated prisoners. When I was a prisoner, I remember you try not to remember holidays. You try to wake, wake them out of your mind. You don't want to really celebrate. If you're going to church in prison, you will celebrate Easter. But but uh, usually you just, it's a reminder of your family and and freedom, and you don't want to you don't like to bring it up as a prisoner. That's part of prison life, you know. Uh, in fact, it can be irritating sometimes thinking about uh, thinking about holidays and thinking about your loved ones and not being able to be there with them. Right, not being able to be there with them like that. To me, I mean waking up on any day and not having to be there, not being able to be there with them is miserable, but having to wake up every day without them. And then on the holidays, know that they have to celebrate their holidays without you. Eugene, you mentioned to me something a couple of days ago, and that was that most of the time when you're in prison on a holiday, you try to forget the holiday and act like it's just not there because what is it too painful or what yeah, why, or exactly. to celebrate? Exactly, Kristen. You try to wait. You don't want to. You don't want to bring them up because because of the the hurt, the the feelings that you have. Uh, prison has changed in the United States, and you know it was originally meant to protect society, and it was meant as a way of rehabilitating, bringing people back, people who made errors maybe, and bringing them back into into society now. It's it's a big business and and they want to keep you there, you know. Uh, so it, it, they want to keep you separated. And there are all kinds of tricks that are played in in, in the prison system. You mentioned uh, uh, diesel therapy, and we were talking about someone being locked up. They'll they'll lock you up in 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 the in pretrial, for example as part of wearing you down. If if they feel you're doing something wrong as to uh, trying to publicize your case or trying to get out of prison, it's it's not unheard of for them to do what, what, what prisoners call diesel therapy. It's called diesel therapy because it's uh, 
it means you, they put you on a bus and you just keep riding it. Diesel oh, being wow. the, the diesel engines in the bus. And I, I, I've seen it done. I've been part of it. They can ship you all over the place and prevent you from having contact as, you, as you're going through the, uh, the, the trips and, and, and the transfers. They prevent you from even calling. So you, you get lost. It's, it's, it's not therapy, obviously. It's, it's a sarcastic use of the word therapy. And, and it's, right. it's part, of, part of what happens in the prison system. Right. Um, well, you guys, we've been covering a story, and we're going to talk. Um, we're going to talk to Maggie a little bit later and talk about uh, diesel therapy. You said they shut your voice down, and uh, one of our good friends out here in Washington who followed all of our state laws um, is facing. I believe I don't remember. We're trying to figure out how much time he's facing now because he was facing 35 years to life, but he was found guilty on two of the four charges, which I believe brings it down. But in the meantime, they've straight put him in lockdown almost the second he went in there and for a week now he has almost a week he hasn't been able to call his family they've been so worried it's been so so terrible so me and his mom started calling the prison asking questions and all of a sudden he was taken out of lockdown and was able to make phone calls so he is okay and we're going to hear more about him but talking about prisoners and people being okay and not okay we had a prisoner by the name of chris martin and chris martin was being neglected severely in um a a prison down in Arizona and we combined with other groups the human solution especially and 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 voices of the cannabis war worked worked together and created a series of images that that we could put for people to see that would have the phone number not only to the prison but to the attorney generals and to to the attorney general and the, the the warden and we just tried to generate a lot of phone calls to get him help well, is what finally happened is we we said, well, okay, if you don't get help soon, we're going to start calling the governor. But that didn't have to go that far because guess what? They started helping him. Mindy, 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 tell us, tell us you are yes. part of this trying to get him help. And uh, the fact that he got help was like a we celebrated one morning we, on a phone call. It was so happy because they Absolutely. started helping. Yes, they they did. They not only helped him, but. Um, they did provide a, you know, a doctor of, I'm not sure if it's a nurse practitioner or a doctor, but there is now a medical staff in his unit. Um, and they determined that he probably doesn't have congestive heart failure. Like the previous doctor said, um, his symptoms that he's been dealing with have mainly been from the Crohn's disease, according to this new physician. So they have provided him with that Crohn's disease medication that he's been without since he's been in there. And that was the biggest mm-hmm. um, thing we needed is not just a Tylenol or an ibuprofen, but some real help. And he got that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what we do. We get things done. We get the message out there. And we, you know, so when our listeners, when you guys see us posting, you can go to our Facebook wall, Voices of Cannabis War. And um, when you see us posting these images asking for help, you're not wasting your time. Your help really does help. I mean, we've, we've, it's helped Chris Martin. It's helped a few other prisoners out there. Um, in fact, we're getting ready to launch an uh, image for Richard DeLisi, who has been in a Florida prison, oh, my gosh, for 28 years. And what gets me is that I was 
you know, it's breaking news all across the nation that on March 25th, 2016, Governor Rick Scott in a bill, HB 307, banned the state's right to, to, to try and act to include medical marijuana. Okay, well, we've been trying to convince the Governor Rick Scott um, through petitions, through phone calls, through a, a project called Project Delisi, now for two years to release this man, and he hasn't. But now that he's signed this bill, we hope he gets released. So stay tuned for a, a image out there with the governor's phone number and with information on how you can call the office and sign this petition. That, that's coming out soon. Um, also, we want to bring some attention to, to Tom Gears. While, while Governor Rick Scott is signing signing these new laws, um, Tom Gears has also been locked up for, I believe, 24 years now. Tom, he's a friend of yours, right, Eugene? Right, right, Eugene? Excuse me? Tom Gears is a friend of yours. Yes, yes. I, I, I've known Tom for many years, yeah. He's very sick, and he's, uh, for, for marijuana, he's done 20-some years federal time, and now he's uh, uh, got another, I think, 12 to 13 years to do in state prison, which he probably won't be able to do because of his physical condition. And we're working to get him out. We're working very hard yes. with his family. We are, and we can't really necessarily talk about what we're doing behind the scenes um, because the family doesn't want to jeopardize his, his release. However, um, I will say that the governor can not only pardon him but he can also pardon Richard at any second so you know um, let's free our prisoners and when you see that image come out you know call governor um, we also you know you know, Eugene we talk about your friend Tom Gears who's been in prison for a couple decades now but your other friend <laughs> and this is excellent news here your other friend Billy Deagle was granted clemency by President Obama a couple months ago. Oh yeah, I saw pictures. Yeah, I saw pictures on Facebook with him and Amy Pova. There, uh, Beth Curtis and Amy Pova are in D.C. right now, and I saw pictures with Amy and Beth and Billy together. So that means that Billy Deacon, after I don't know how many years um, serving a life sentence, is now also free. We are friend. From yeah, Christian, you. There's many of us who've become very close friends because we served so many years in prison and especially the marijuana prisoners. And, um, it, it's, it, it, it really feels good to hear that Billy and Larry Duke and people are, are getting out of prison. Finally, my, my co-defendant ran near got out of, uh, also about a year ago. And it, it, it's heartening to hear those things. Now, Billy Deacle, I know, Eugene, I, I feel it. I feel your pain, especially coming from you after 25 years in prison. Um, we have Billy Deacle is, um, he was going through the can-do clemency project. That's Amy Povis thing there. And um, the voices of the cannabis for Mindy even, we took his letters to the, to the, the fest and got people to sign letters asking to set Billy Deacle free. So, Mindy, how does it feel for you to know that, you know, some of the efforts of the, I mean, I know we worked our butts off quite a few times. And how does it feel to know that some of the efforts that, that we personally put in is coming to light and we're seeing freedom for, for one of the people that we've been fighting for? 
Well, this last year we've seen freedom for several people we've been fighting for, and it just gives me hope. There's so many more in there that are waiting for their turn to be up, their number, their ticket, and um, it, it's just it's been an exciting year with Jeff Mazansky and Billy oh, Deagle yeah. and Chad Latham and um, – Oh, I'm, I'm losing my mind as to George. I mean, we've had yeah, Irma, Irma Allred. Irma, yeah, Irma yeah. Allred. Um, so we've had a lot of them. But, um, you know, I want to bring up a case out of Kansas that we all thought was pretty much over with. Um, Jennifer Wynn's son, um, Kyler. Uh, I'm not an expert on this case. It's, it's also a very complicated one. But he was facing well, he murder was- charges. Um, in Kansas, right? He had um, he had set some, you know, he had set up a situation where you know friends, you know, one of his friends wanted to get some some marijuana. He had you know tried you know tried to help two people hook up. Something bad happened during that situation. Somebody died, but Kyler wasn't there, wasn't involved, didn't know the people. And in the case, he ended up being acquitted of the murder charge, but. Um, convicted of attempted distribution, I believe. And um, he his sentence ended up being to serve 60 days and then probation. Um, the state had wanted him to serve 80 months uh, or something to that effect. Well, a few days after his, his trial was over, the state appealed the judge's decision. But Kyler did not find out until this last week that this this was happening, um, so he's lost all this time to um, create a defense. Um, and, you know, the state of Kansas is bound to determine that he needs to be, you know, rotting in prison. Now, while he's been on, he spent that 60 days in jail and is on probation, he's still been able to get a job and maintain it. Um, he's supporting his family. His he's done everything that he's supposed to. He's been a model citizen, and they're still determined to just lock this guy away. Um, if you want to see a powerful speaker and a powerful mother, a really pissed off mother, go to Jennifer Wynn's Facebook page. She's got a <laughs> couple videos out there, and um, Kansas better watch out because this mom is going to have a piece of them by the time she is done. And um, anybody who's anywhere near that area or can do anything, if, if Jennifer asks for letters of support or whatever, I highly encourage people to help this out. This is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous case. So um, Tyler's a young, a young man. Tyler's a younger man. Um, this seems like something that could potentially just ruin his, the future of his. Already has probably ruined the future of his life, but any more it can just just devastate I believe him and the whole family I mean enough is enough absolutely is is ridiculous um this case is is, it's very similar to in my mind how ridiculous Craig Cecil's case is you know just it's it's silly well maybe you and I we have a busy weekend coming up ahead of us soon um Let's see. Not yes, weekend. we do, Kristen. <laughs> I want to tell everybody it's going to be on TV. Kristen, yeah, Miss yeah. Kristen Ann Floor is coming down to Portland to be on <laughs> Paul Stanford's Cannabis Common Sense, which is a public 
access show here in Portland that's been on for years. I mean, Paul's been doing this for a long time, and I'm really excited. Um, I'm going to go and watch the uh, taping of this as well. Um, So, yeah, I can't wait to see Kristen rock it on TV. (laughs) Mindy, you know what I'm so excited about personally is getting interviewed by Paul Stanford. Not only is he a legendary um, activist in our movement and does major things in our movement. I mean, I I could go on and on about this man, but um, more so because this man went to a trial back in 1994. And guess what? In 94, the war was pretty bad. That's, that's almost about the time they sentenced John Knox to two consecutive life sentences plus 20 years. But Paul Stanford fought, um, like a lot of people did, and a lot of people lost, but Stanford Paul Stanford won. He got he got the jurors uh, not to convict him, and so he is a free man because of jury nullification. And look what he's done. He could have went off to prison for all these years, but the jurors didn't allow that to happen. Look what he's done in place of prison. He's just done so much. Um, in fact, I'm I'm not only going on his show, but he will be coming on our show soon too. So stay tuned for that. And we're going to talk to him directly about his case, jury nullification, how it can help in the war. And hopefully that will be a whole jury nullification day on the show where we'll have Fiji and Kirsten Tynan on. I'm sure she'll say yes. We haven't asked her yet, but Paul has already confirmed. So, you know, check out the interview. It's going to be available online after, after the TV show is over. But that's not it, Mindy. After the interview the next day, see, I'm, I'm up here in the Washington North uh, Puget Sound area, and Mindy's down in the Portland, Oregon area, where I love. I love going down to Portland, spending time with Mindy and all the activists down there. They're so they're the best. But um, the next day, you know, one thing that that we usually do is we go to these cannabis events and we bust our asses trying. Excuse my language, people, but we bust our butts trying to get attention to our prisoners. But we're taking it to the street. Um, we've got an event down in out in Portland, which we haven't said the time or the place or anything like that. It's kind of a last-minute event, but activists in in Portland are welcome to join us. We're going to be walking right out into the streets, not not an event, but right into the streets asking people, average people, not people that believe in marijuana like, you know, all the people that come to events do, but we're going to ask average people to sign some clemency letters asking Obama to grant clemency. Let's get get real, Kristen. If we're going to be in the middle of Portland, Oregon, the chances are those average people are going to be supportive of marijuana. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) The cool thing about it, Mindy, the cool thing about it is is that, and it's not 100%, um, but Jeff Eichen, who is shooting a documentary called Lifers, he wants to follow us um, with his cameras. It happens to be his birthday that day. But he doesn't care. He's, he's going to try to make it happen. So if you want to potentially be part of history in the making, please come out that day and join Mindy and I in trying to get these letters signed. The most important thing is that we get hundreds of letters to Obama trying to convince him to let our prisoners go. So I'm going to have um, some jury write stuff out there too, Kristen, so yes. we can, we can cool. fling our jury nullification stuff too. Cool. And I heard, Mindy, that it's supposed to uh, Jeff Eichen doing this documentary. I, and he's also, if he comes out there, he's also going to be following us at the um, at the Ch- Cannabis um, Common Sense TV show. But um, Jeff Eichen, is, um, he's also trying to end prohibition. So he's also worked with Jack Hare, and he's a legend, legendary to our movement as well. So 
it's going to be kind of an honor this whole weekend. And if anybody wants to join us, we want all the help we can get. You don't even have to be an Ackham Lifer. Just let us know, and we'll tell you when and where. Um, Eugene, I wish you could be there. That would be so cool. Yeah. Well, we'll see what the been like. <laughs> Things happen. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, Really quickly, before uh, Craig comes on, I wanted to take a quick second of the airtime and um, talk a little bit about, so I've been thinking a lot about spring, and I know a lot, a lot of people out there think about the things they're thankful for, you know, at Thanksgiving and those holidays, but springtime for me is a time where I think about what I'm, you know, happy about and and what I'm hoping for in the next year, and um and I just, I want to, first of all, I, I just want to say thank you to a few people like my mom. Um, my mom yeah. listens to this show every week that she can. She does not, she's not a weed smoker at all. And um, it wasn't really until um, she saw what a difference it made in my life to be off all the narcotics that the doctors gave me and put on, you know, cannabis only that, um, you know, that my life really changed. And so my mom has been an amazing supporter and I'm just really grateful for her. I'm really grateful for my children who have been very supportive. Um, my boyfriend, Scott, who has to, you know, see me get all upset when you know <laughs> bad things happen to prisoners and excited when good things happen. And um, just, you know, all the things that happen, you know, people who support activists are pretty amazing. I mean, he's an activist in yeah. his own right, but... Um, and then, um, but I especially want to thank, uh, the people that I work with, like Kristen and Eugene and the writing team that we have, um, a lot of, we, there's a lot of infighting sometimes, you know, when you're passionate about these kinds of things, like, um, ending prohibition, you know, people's feelings get hurt, things happen and arguments happen and, you know, all that kind of stuff happens. And and last year, as everybody knows, me and Kristen and Eugene chose to kind of do our own little thing away from the human solution. Regardless of that happening, though, we were able to maintain our relationship with this writing team, still keep them, the articles being pumped out every month. We have mm-hmm. Danielle... <laughs> And Becca, who are executive directors of the Human Solution, we got Miggy, Kristen, and I, and um, and I just want to I just want to say you guys are the best friends in the world. Anybody can have the best writing best writing team I could ever work with. And um, if people think that it's been easy and perfect for the five, four, five of us, five of us to continue to do this, when a lot of times when, you know, people get so upset and hurt, they just, they give up on everything. And we just weren't going to allow that to happen. And we stuck it out and made that team continue no matter what bumps were in the road. And I'm just very grateful and thankful and look forward to all those things continuing to make a difference in other people's worlds throughout the next year. Oh, Mindy, that's so, that's so cool that you say all that. Cause I love your mom too. And I love Miggy and Danielle and, Becca and I love their group, the Human Solution. Um, I love everything about what we are doing, and I think that you, Mindy, have 
have our crucial point in in all of this. So while you're thanking everybody, you know, you you deserve a lot of thanks too because I'm telling you, you <laughs> you get into it and you love it and you don't ever let anything stray you on. Every time you hit a bump in the road and you're like, "Oh, I can't take this no more." you regain focus and come back. And that is what our prisoners need for, from all of us. If, if we, if we get into it, you know, they need our, they need us to come back for them because there's nobody else for them. So you are setting an example, Mindy, and appreciate it a lot. And I know Eugene does as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mindy, you're, you're special. <laughs> Aww, well, thank well, you. you guys, and uh, we've got, no, go ahead, Kristen. Um, well, I was to say, I just want to let everybody know for our listeners that Craig Cecil, it's about 928. He usually calls in between 925 and 930. So he could be calling in any second. So if if um, we're in the middle of saying something and all of a sudden we got to cut it off, it's because Craig is calling from a federal prison. Um, so I just want to let all of our listeners know that. Um, and then, but we know why we're saying that. Let's just give a little pre- preview of the rest of the show. After Craig, we're going to have Mickey on, and I think he's on the line already, and we're going to talk about Lance, um, and then uh, Stephanie, and then uh, we're going to read the letter and go to Terry, and then we're going to probably close early. But uh, Mindy, can you think of anything else, or Eugene as well, that's going on in the new? Oh, let's talk about Project D-Schedule. Um, Project yeah. D-Schedule, yeah, Project D-Schedule is a project where it's not just the voices of the cannabis war. We've got human solution involved. We've got uh, members from other groups all across the nation involved. It's just a, a simple project to deschedule. In fact, a simple project to deschedule is turning into a huge project. Um, but we want to urge you to go to our Facebook wall. It's called Project Deschedule and like our page. That's the first thing you can do. And that's where you can get all the current news as to what's going on in Project Deschedule. Through our voices, through our work, we want to end the war for everyone, and we believe to do so, we have to immediately deschedule. We don't want to reschedule. Um, reschedule put, would put it in a different category, possibly uh, schedule two with cocaine and, and methamphetamines, which we don't want that for our plant. We don't want it on the list at all. If it's on the list, that means the, governor, the government can monitor it. We want it taken off the list completely. Um, we've got Craig calling in right now, you guys, so hold on. Um, keep talking while I answer. Eugene, did you want to expand a little bit about why it's important to deschedule? Well, uh, it, it's very simple. Uh, half of all prisoners in the United States. Good morning, Craig. How are you? Good, good. I'm here in Indiana, and it's actually sunny and, and warm. Warm is... <laughs> About 62 degrees. <laughs> cool. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. Good morning, Gene. Uh, Good morning, Gene. We got, Greg, we got we, Mindy, on, we, we Mindy were, on this week, too. Oh, we were hi, talking about um, how it's Easter and how uh, we've said this, we've had the, you talked about it before, but it'd be good to tell our listeners how you try to forget holidays while you're in prison because of the hurt of being separated from family and loved ones. Yes, because on one hand, uh, you want to talk to your family and, you know, and interact with your family, and it's a holiday. 
But by the other token, typically you call them on a family and a whole bunch of families together and they're all happy and all that. And that (laughs) is like a double-edged sword in that it adds to your depression of being stuck here and not with them. So (laughs) I guess it's kind of like an oxymoron in that, you know, um, as much as you want to be with family, at least over the phone, it it makes you sadder sometimes to hear from them and, and, you know, just be... Reminded that you're not there. Well, Craig, so it really becomes a solemn time in prison, doesn't it? The holiday. Yes, they do. Yes, yes, they are. And incidentally, Gene, there there's no longer holiday meals for Easter and for really most of the other holidays. <laughs> Good God, they take they take everything away from prisoners constantly, don't they? Yes, it, it used to be, you know, you'd get a slice of ham and some trimmings and that for Easter, but no longer. Uh, we don't even get meat at lunch. And uh, <laughs> what did we get today? Three small pancakes and I'm trying to remember what was with it. It wasn't much. Wow. Have you got dental back yet? And two hard-boiled eggs. Pardon? Have you got dental back yet? Yeah. Well, from what I understand, is they offered the one gentleman that was threatened by the dentist, they've offered to do something for him to pull his tooth. So there is not dental services as you would think the prison should have, but they've at least offered to pull his tooth. Now, I don't know what those arrangements would entail, but there is, and I just checked a few minutes ago to make sure. This call is from a federal prison. There's a list every day of what's called call-outs in the prison. And that's a list of all the appointments that, you know, anybody would have to go see somebody at recreation, go see somebody at medical, to go see somebody at the dentist's office. And I just checked it a few minutes ago, and, of course, there is no call-outs. There is no dental appointments for tomorrow and from Friday. So they are not offering any services, but the one person that, the dentist threatened and all that. They're at least talking about making arrangements to pull his tooth. And sadly, I I wonder, you know, does his tooth actually call for being pulled? Or, I mean, is this something that could be repaired with a filling? Or, you know, I'm, I mean, I can't make that decision, but I'm wondering, you know, um, you know, why they wouldn't consider at least evaluating it and see if it can't be repaired. So, Craig, it, um, does, it costs more to repair it than it does to just pull it. So, I bet they just don't want to pay for that. That could be. That could be the cost of the filling material in the drill. <laughs> because, mind you, the, there is a dentist, a dental assistant, and two uh, oral hygienists here, you know, 40 hours a week. So, I mean, the the doctor part is actually, you know, already paid for and I can't imagine you know that they would recommend that you know that the only dental care provided is is pulling of teeth but that seems to be at least in that case what the what the prescribed care is wow Um, that's, that's rough, Craig. So basically, you can come into prison with all your teeth, but because of poor medical care, you can leave with no teeth. That should almost be a sentence of its own. Yes. And uh, 
like Jean, I have heard of uh, certain prisons where uh, that's the only thing that the dental service will do is pull teeth. That's the only service they will provide. And up till now, I've been lucky in the other institutions I've been in, the dental care was actually was actually good. And uh, at least in you know in, in in my experience, because you know I, I've needed a couple of fillings and I've always gotten them, and there, there was nothing that I would consider unusual about the care that I've got. But here, I'm I'm talking to other people that have been here for years, and they tell me, oh no, that that's been for years here. Is the only care you will get from the dentist is the pulling of teeth. <laughs> Wow, that that to me, like if if I had to go to jail and I lost a tooth in prison, that would devastate me. I I really cherish my teeth. Well, I'm with you. I'm 56 <laughs> years old and I have all my teeth, and I mean I want to keep them. <laughs> wow. So how are your teeth, Craig? Are you in jeopardy of losing any anytime soon, or are you hanging in there? Are they hanging in there? Well. So far, I don't seem to have any fillings, and I don't have any pain in my mouth. But, boy, I'm worried that, you know, I will. And, you know, that I would fall victim of this dental service also, or lack of dental service. Another thing I noticed this week is that when new inmates come into a a new prison, you go through what's called A&O, Admission and Orientation. And they spell out, you know, how you get dental care, how you get medical care, how, you know, you do different things with your mail and all the different departments. And uh, a person that went through that A&O on Thursday, uh, he said that he noted, after he was already aware of it, but he noted that they didn't even mention dental services. <laughs> they didn't even tell the new people that there is dental services available. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which I suppose you know, Craig, in reality there really isn't. Pardon? Craig, you know that uh, the courts have found unanimously that the standard to be used for prisoners is that they get medical care equal or better than they would in the street as free people. But obviously that's a big farce, isn't it? Yes, it is. And um, unfortunately... A lot of that, I think, falls at the feet of the courts because um, inmates, of course, are not prisoners. So when they are denied dental care or they are denied, you know, medical care for something, they do their best to uh, exhaust their administrative remedies to try to get the BOP to care for them. And when the BOP says they won't, they send their thing to court saying, you know, hey, I want you to um, reinforce my my Eighth Amendment right against cruel and unusual punishment, I want you to, you know, make them provide me with the medical care I need. And the courts usually look for the pettiest little thing just to throw these suits out of court. They just don't want to be bothered with prisoner uh, litigation. I've seen even cases out of the court here where people had broken bones, and they, they sued because they didn't get any care for them, and the court said, well, they gave you some ibuprofen. That, that's adequate. Uh, Craig, when when my dad died, he had eight broken bones, Uh, uh, collarbone, clavicle bone, and five rib bones, six rib bones. Well, one of them can't be confirmed because he thought it got got broke a couple days before he died. But um, 
that's what they, that's exactly what they do. They they, they, they let, you, let you break your bones. <clears throat> See, my dad had osteoporosis, so his bones broke real easy. And they said he was suffering from dementia, so he'd rock back on floor and hit hit the the hard, cold prison cement floors and just bust his bones. And they just let him lay there for days. It'd take him three or four days to even get him ibuprofen or even get him to be seen by a doctor. And if he even got seen by a doctor from some of them, he didn't. So um, I know about broken bones and how they ignore them. And, I mean, just in any sort of standard of decency, I mean, right. who can let another person suffer like that? You know? Prison nurses, prison nurses, that's who can And I've heard people make jokes uh, about the test to become a a BOP in, a employee is you have to be able to step on the head of a cat. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I, oh, wow. Wow. Or of, or of a puppy or, you know what I mean? That, that's the cliched expression. But, I mean, you, you, you just have to kind of wonder about a person that can that can watch other people suffer like that or, or actually – really by their inaction inflict that sort of suffering on other people. You know what their answer is to that? You're faking it. You're wasting my time. You're faking it. That's 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 their answer to pain is it's not real. Um Craig, I'm wondering what's going on with the um the get new gang. With the what? The new gang, the new prison gang. Oh, <laughs> from what I've gathered, they're, they're This call is from a federal prison. But the gangster gay boys <laughs> apparently are no longer on lockdown, and I'd hate to guess what they're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to say they're they're not in the prison that I'm in. So they, but, uh, they might make the prison look have, really pretty, though. <laughs> maybe maybe that's just something to do with the I don't know, the the new uh pressures, the new politics in America. I don't know. <laughs> wow. But uh the other thing is is the prison across the street, although it's a, a penitentiary, which means that it's for high custody inmates. It's also what they call a drop-down prison, or a drop-out prison. What that means is they send people there that have been basically run out of every other prison. These are people that, um, you know, for instance, that they've testified against other prisoners, that they've, you know, um, that they're sex offenders, that they're all the different things that they generally can't, be in the population of a normal prison because, you know, they'd be at risk like like if they put a police officer in prison. And they've made the prison across the street one of those where they have a bunch of those people. So it's kind of a tinderbox, you know, because they they have high custody inmates or especially a lot of inmates with life sentences and nothing to lose and then they put the people in there that are probably most most at at risk of being hurt in prison. So it's it's kind of a tinderbox over there anyway. It's kind of an odd logic that they they mix those two populations. But again, that I I'm not able to understand a lot of the things that the Bureau of Prison does. 
Well, yeah, I don't understand them either at all. I mean, I, I, I always say, like, why would they do that to somebody? But when you think about it, the answer always comes down to um, flavor. That's, that's the only thing I can come up with. And as you know, you know, my biggest complaint is is that there's no oversight of the Bureau of Prisons. And, uh, I mean, there's just huge amounts of money being wasted, and there's uh, just, a, you know, so many things that they could be doing, and they just don't, you know. Um, like, they, they ill-equipped uh, prisoners for when they leave prison. They really don't, you know, set them up with, you know, okay, you're leaving prison. We don't want to see you come back, so what can we do to make sure that you have housing, that you have, you know, access to job or job training or whatever? And, you know, these services just aren't provided. And there's. I think they want you to come back. I don't think they want you to stay away. I think they want you back. That is the belief of a bunch of prisoners that seem to – and there's – Still, you know, too many that just kind of, kind of fall into that trap. But okay, we're, that, I'll tell you, me and Mindy are taking our letters to the streets on Sunday, so we're going to try to get more signed for you in the downtown streets of Portland. We're not going to an event or anything. We're just going to hustle, hustle letters all all day on Saturday. So we will have you in our hearts. Oh, very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Be- like I say, those make such a difference to make my file stand out in that office of 10,000 files. Right. But but thank you so much, and thank you for shining a light on what's going on in here with our dental care and our lack of medical care, of course. And, but thank you, because if there's going to be any relief, that's where it'll come from, is on the end of your life. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. And, yes, we heard the beep. That means you could be just lately cut off there he goes um by craig uh, in prison you're allowed 15 minute phone calls 300 minutes total a month and i am honored that craig spends 15 15 30 that's an hour at 60 minutes of his 300 minutes every month to call into our radio show risks going on lockdown um to call into our show serving his life sentence yeah. for marijuana He's quite a thing. He does that voluntarily. He calls in regularly, and he spends his own money, hard-earned money doing it and so on. He's quite a a gentleman, Craig uh, Cecil is. For sure. What were you saying, Mindy? I was just saying how expensive it is. And, you know, the FCC came down with some rulings saying that the uh, cost of phone calls to inmates needed to be reduced. And they set some new rules. I, I'm actually, like, trying to research this because this, uh, many of the states, if not, I haven't verified all the states, but I verified a few have complied with this in March and have reduced the rates. And it's, I mean, significantly, I, I talked to one family member who said that a typical phone call of 15 or $20 has gone down to $3. But what's interesting is that the feds have, have issued some sort of a, uh, uh, appeal against this decision and it has not complied so all the federal prisoners are still paying these higher rates right now so the FCC which is a federal you know entity is, and the 
the Federal Bureau of Prisons, another federal entity, it's not listening to each other, even though the states are. I find this really interesting. So I just thought I'd bring that up. Wow, I know, Mindy. I, I think that's interesting, too, um, that the feds don't even file their own federal tax, their own their own stuff, because, you know, them, them phone companies and the prison system, they work together, and they make a ton of money off of these calls. Um, and, you know, a part of it, too, is, I think, punishing the family, um, because the family is the person who ends up paying for the calls in the long run. A prisoner just cannot possibly make that much money working 12 cents an hour to, to be able to speak to all their family. So, you know, you have to get somebody that have basically sponsor you once you go to prison. Otherwise you're locked away voiceless period. <laughs> so yeah, for the federal government not to be following their federal standards is that they already got going on. That is, that hurts, you know, that hurts America on, on, an, on, a, on so many different levels. Um, Speaking of phone calls, Lance Glore was finally able to call his mother the day yesterday, I believe, or maybe it was the day before yesterday, after being arrested on Tuesday um, for a violation. And like I said earlier, the violation was because he got his phone number changed, and so his probation officer reported that, and they put, put put him in handcuffs and took him off to prison. They took him off to prison a day before his already scheduled court date um it seemed an emergency and it was because he was in prison and quite a few members of the cannabis community up here in washington congregated together in lance's courtroom that day it was really sad because we saw lance come out um in green clothes and brown clothing light brown clothing and just like my dad's partner chris williams who was in the ctac federal bureau of prisons the same prison that that uh, lance is in um, we see him, you know, last time we saw him, he was wearing clothes. Mind you, Lance has been basically doing home monitoring for the last couple of years as he awaited his sentencing, or not his sentencing, it's the sentencing and his trial. He just recently found guilty at his trial. The judge did not take him uh, into the into custody at that point. They said he can remain free under, under, um, under home monitoring uh, until sentencing. Well, that hasn't happened, and um, he's he's in prison now and it was really sad seeing our friend Lance who was a caregiver who fought for his rights, who fought for all of our rights by going to trial um, just be basically in brown clothing um, looking like he should be with us but he's not because they had to take him away afterwards and take him back to jail but we got Miggy on the line and Miggy was one of the court supporters she came all the way from the Seattle area down to Tacoma made it a big point to make sure he was there to support Lance and then followed up with not only an article regarding Lance, but an article regarding Chris Martin. Now, if you're out there, please, it's on my page. I shared it on tons of group messages. You'll find that article. It's at Toke Signals, or you can go to tokesignals.com and check that out. It's very important that you stay updated on the current news. But I'm going to bring Miggy on, and we're, we're going to talk about Lance, and we're going to talk about what's been going on um, in the news. Good morning, good morning, Miggy. Hey, good morning. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. Uh, it's not <laughs> such a happy Easter for Lance, though, is it? <laughs> for any of them, right? Oh, my God. So crazy. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, Lance is right now, huh? What stands out in your mind about Lance right now? Oh, the, well, the whole situation blows my mind. Just, you know, it's 
they're they're abusing their power and, and hurting him. You know, he was in the hole since he got taken in uh, from custody that day of uh, that sentencing. So, you know, why he deserved to be in a hole? I and mean, what's it been now? Almost a week. Uh, yeah. Almost. For for a cell phone violation. Because he changed his phone number, and what um, what Eugene said about that is that it's called diesel therapy, where they try to basically punish you and keep your voice silent by either moving you around to different prisons or putting you on lockdown. Um, it makes no sense. The whole thing makes no sense. He was already pending his the, the trial's over. You know, all this is just abuse of power and and, and trying to hurt a man. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just like with Chris Martin and and them treating him uh, ill because of his Crohn's disease, you know, then that's the problem with the drug wars, all this power that these people have over other people's lives, over a plant. Um, yeah, the Lance's case was so depressing. That, that silence that filled that room right after was – we were just in shock, if you remember. Uh, yeah. I've never been – I've never been in a yeah. Uh, have you ever been in a room when when they've uh, put it guilty? No, and I wasn't there because um, I wasn't there that the day that they 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 presided him guilty. I had to go to work. That was a trial lasted a long time. Right, but he went home that day. But the, the when he got taken away, it was just so surreal for me to watch. You know, our friend Lance, who's an actual nice guy, uh, a father, uh, a son. You know. Just, just a regular dude that was making a living. It, it was, you know, you I don't were, know we were all paralyzed. Yeah, I don't uh, know if you remember Tim, but when he was pronounced guilty, I bawled my eyes out. I was so hurt. Uh, um, and what the thing about Lance is that he was found guilty on a federal charge. And that's what really hurt was because it's like a stab in the back to all of us who fought for our state, our state laws, because. You know, our federal law still is federally illegal. So when we're following our state laws, at any point, our federal government can come in and take away everything you've worked for, everything, all the laws you've followed. They can come in and their lies, their deception, their manipulation, and build a case against you that is absolutely not fair um, in order to keep prohibition existing. Because, you know, it's still Schedule One drug, which says it's just as dangerous as heroin. And yeah. um so they use that, and they make it they make it really bad. So that's why it really hurts to see Lance um, in prison clothes, especially in federal prison clothes. Yeah, and, and, and his and, family. And, you know, his thing I, that really touched me is his grandmother. Okay, and his grandpa. His grandpa's healthy, cutest man yeah. I've ever seen in my life. But. His grandma is in a wheelchair, and she's not she's not well, and she's had to come for all of his cases in that wheelchair. You know, they push her in there, and she has to see her grandson. Then she has to see her grandson in in prison clothes. That's what t- that's what gets me is is seeing his his elders, the the, the grandma and the grandpa um, there, who are just saying this is wrong. Why are they doing this to him? Watch him being treated like a criminal when he's not. I know what's, what's really sad is he's been on lockdown for two years in his house, and the only time he can yeah. leave is to go get a urine test. Okay, well, that's what happened last week. He went to go get his urine test, and that's when they arrested him. So it's like the time you do get to leave your house, it's to go off to prison. 
he's been being punished for the past two years under that lockdown. This is just insane and a, a, a grievance uh, against a person. It, it, he's being treated like a, how a rapist should be treated, you know, uh, locked up, taken away, no rights given. You know, there's no victim in this crime here. Um, it's, yeah. it's depressing. <laughs> well, he's he's facing sentencing soon. Okay, so this is this is what we got to know on on uh, April fifteenth at ten thirty in the morning. He, the judge is going to sentence him. And so what, the, what, what he needs, what Lance needs from us to help support his sacrifices is he needs letters from every single person in the United States of America that believes that marijuana should be legal and be descheduled. Those are the people he needs letters from so that we can convince the judge not to give him very much time. He also needs letters to be mailed to him to jail, the cards, things like that to help cheer him up. Um, so if, and there's also he needs uh, court support that morning. And Tina Lightning Ledger and I are planning a rally for the morning at, of um, the 15th. So what's going to happen is the court starts at 10:30, and we're going to start the rally at nine. So we're asking people to make a sign that says "Freelance," you know, whatever you want to say on it, and bring it down to the courthouse the morning of the sentence. That'd be awesome. That that that's gonna be really really awesome to see. Yes. So uh, if anybody wants to support Lance and know more details, you can find details. We've made we've made a Facebook uh, event page. It's called Short Support and Letters for Lance Glore. And that's where you'll find all the details of where to write the judge, who to address the letters to, all those types of things. Um Hey. I just want to say all this stuff does make a difference, just like with Chris Martin and that little piece that I wrote. I mean, I'm not saying it was solely, but I think everything helps, you know, to get the attention these guys need. Yes. I love that article you wrote, Maggie, by the way. It it did a lot of justice. It served a lot of justice to our prisoners who are, who are behind bars and voiceless. And here you come with your voice. You make their voice ten times louder by writing this article and getting all these people to read it. Now people know the story. So, Miggy, you, I especially just want to thank you on behalf of, of their family because I know they always tell me how much they appreciate the help and stuff, but I don't know if they tell you, but your help is really, really um, means a lot to their family. I've, I've seen that myself. Well, I love working with you guys, and just like Mindy was saying, you guys are my best friends in this fucked-up drug war. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're all fighting together on this one, especially. Yeah. Uh, Miggy, what else is going on in Washington that you know of right now? I know all all of our dispensaries, because of I-502, and everybody supposedly supposedly having to go recreational now, and not everybody is gotten a license to become a recreational store. So that means that all these hundreds and hundreds of dispensaries that have been operating – are going to be shut down soon. That's um, in July. So all these medical places, they have a temporary. Um, everybody's hopeful. They're they're applying, but there's nothing solid yet. So um, right now, everybody's in limbo until I believe yeah June or July. Uh, uh, on a side note, though, I just like to say like last night because you know like like many were saying no matter how or like you were saying no matter how tough it is, 
you know, we're not behind bars. Like, no matter how bad our personal lives are, no matter what the personal strife is, you know, we're not behind bars. And so, like, last night I was out and about by myself, and I, and I was at a bar, and uh, I actually pulled out my pipe so I could take a picture of it. And, like, everybody was cool with it. Like, there's no, you know, 20 years ago people would have freaked out when I brought out a weed pipe. But today in Seattle, <laughs> we're like, oh, it's just a freaking other stoner or whatever. It's a great thing to to have, but... At the same time, there's people locked up for some bullshit. Cool. Cool. Well, Nikki, I I love fighting with you, and I want you to just keep doing what you're doing because it's helping our people, and we love that. We love it. Right on. Well, uh, yeah, I love doing it. Um, But... I'm at work right now, so I actually have to get back to okay, the Okay, well, cool, Biggie. Well, thanks for calling in and taking the time off of your job to help represent our prisoners. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you very, very much. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Right on. I'll holler at you guys later. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right, you guys. That was Miggy Miguel, a.k.a. Miggy420. Um he is a voice of the cannabis war. He works with us um, to try to get the voices heard. He's one of uh, my main people up here in Washington who, you know, all I got to do is say, Miggy, Lance was arrested. And he's like, when and where? Where do we got to be? What do we got to do? You know, he's just so down to help our people. So um, we don't hear from him every Sunday, but we hear from him quite a bit. And uh, that was that was Miggy. Um, next, we're going to hear from Seth. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know how to. Okay, so I'm going to try to justify Stephanie Landa in about 10 words. Okay. Hero, ex-POW, commissary money raiser for prisoners. Hero, did I mention hero? Because I could say that about all 10 times. Um, She inspires people. She has this great personality that just makes you want to end the war. And I mentioned XPOW because she went to prison for four years. And why is she a hero? Oh, my gosh, because she fights for her people, okay? Not just that she's a male. She goes out to the event, and she raises money for them. And she's got a group, a, a nonprofit organization called Freedom Grow, and you can find that on freedomgrowithink.org, or it might be .com, but we'll find out from her in just a second. Anyhow, she's calling in this morning to let us know what's going on with her, what's going on with prison outreach for her, and good morning, Stephanie. There she is. Good good morning. <laughs> I'm so happy to talk to you guys all the time. And uh, <laughs> So uh, thank you for all the kind words. Jeez. Um, <laughs> I don't even hardly know what to say now, but next month, <laughs> Next month, I'm going to, oh, before I get to the events, people are calling me up to give me money. They have been, like, at the secret sesh on Sunday night, primal drop, extracts, they gave me a dollar gram. So they gave me $100 after the night. So, like, if everybody has 25 booths there. So tonight, I'm going to go and ask each booth for something that, you know, from what they do, and then they could put up a sign that says they help. I'm going to try to get stickers made up so that I can give them out to the booths that do help. So, um, and next next month, 
I'm going to the High Times event in San Bernardino, and I'm going to have a booth that we're going to have slushies in the daytime and hot chocolate at night. And um, hopefully this will be like the last High Times where we raise $7,000. So this time I'm hoping it will be as big, maybe not, because just, you know, they just announced it really. So, but um, things are going along. They didn't put my kid in jail, which I'm still happy about. He's supposed to turn himself in April 1st, but we'll see. I guess, I don't know, you know, anything could happen before then. We could end Prohibition. That's what you told me, Kristen. We could end Prohibition tomorrow, which is today. Yeah, you're I know it. I guys, I sent Stephanie a message last night. I said, "Sweet dreams, maybe we'll end prohibition tomorrow, and maybe we will." <laughs> yeah, maybe um, we will, and this will all be over, and we can move on to the next thing. Stephanie, you said they donated a hundred dollars, and to the rest of us, who who donated that hundred dollars? Okay, primal drop extracts. They told me they primal were going to give me a dollar a gram that they sold. So cool. they did. And wow. there's a lot of extract companies there, and there's a lot of everything there. And so I thought I'd just walk around and say, hey, give me $5. Wow. <laughs> well, so well, and I'm sure everybody will. It's contagious. Well, listen, Once you start shouting. For them to step up and say, I'm going to do this, like everybody's going to do it. And the thing is, is that what – People don't understand it's a right. hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollars to us, but to the prisoners, it's like literally, it's like a million dollars. Oh no! You, you would never ever write a thank you note for somebody giving you a hundred dollars. They write thank you letters, letters that are heart wrenching, heartbreaking, just like oh my god, what that hundred dollars did. And the thing I like about the secret session is that. They gave me a dollar a gram, which means 100 people, or no, probably half gram. So 200 people donated that and gave that energy. And so, like, wow. it's, you know, it's totally different, you know, than than just getting, lending your friend $100. It's like, oh, my God, they have now, they have, like, a pair of sneakers for the next 10 years. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's a... It's a big, big deal. It's not little. It's huge. And I can only say that I am so blessed to be able to do this and get back what comes back to me from it. It's like the energy is just, it's keeping me alive. That's what I think. I think the cancer went away because I had to do this. I had some driving force that I thought was really important. And I I tell everybody, just do it, you know, because it'll make you feel good and then you'll have to stay alive to give that people, person $20 every month or $100 every month. You will have to stay alive because they're staying alive for us, you know, and we're giving them hope. We're, we're telling them, we care. We're going to care until you get out. We're going to care. And that's big. It's big. It's like, it's big because, yes, we want to get them all out. And there's all kinds of organizations trying to get them out. 
But while we're there, while they're there, we have to throw money at them. That's just that's what we have to do. And I'm glad that it's contagious, and I'm glad that people are doing it. So Stephanie, how do you do it, Mindy? I go ahead, Mindy. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted uh, Stephanie. I wanted to tell you that I am really secretly hoping it's not going to be a secret anymore because I'm going to say it out loud. But you are going to come up to Seattle this fall for Seattle Hemp Fest and let everybody up here in the Northwest see how it feels. Teach me a few things about how you do it and and um, let us be a part of your magic up here. So um, I'm going to just throw that out there because I really, really would love to meet you and see you in Seattle. And I've never been to Hemp Fest. Yeah, oh no. Yeah, you need to come because it's a really big deal. Um I'm at Hempfest every year. And if well, you come I had already thought about flying in and Okay. So because it's way too far to to drive. But I am definitely you know, it's on my bucket list so I should do it this year. <laughs> <laughs> There's some. Um, this would be a great year. It's their 25 year anniversary, as and um, George is going to try to be there. Jeff Mazansky, um, maybe Eugene, Eugene even. So it could be like a big, huge reunion. Okay, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, I want to go. I want to go. I'm so glad you're inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be invited, Stephanie, but I'm just, yeah, I, oh, my gosh, that would be so exciting. All right, I'm going to put myself back on mute. I just had to cut in for that. <laughs> okay, bye. Well, Stephanie, if you want to vote so commissary, funny. if people want to vote commissary because they're, like, the best people in the world and they want to be the best people in the world, how would they do that? Okay, you can go to freedomgrow.org. And just push that little donate button, and um, you can do it that way. Or my phone number is eight one eight six five two seven eight nine one. And I want everybody to know: if you care and want to visit somebody, definitely call me first. You have to like talk to somebody that has visited, that wants to visit, but, you know, you you need to talk to somebody before you just fill out the paperwork because I have had people fill out the paperwork and not get accepted. And so I my number again is 818-652-7891, and I'll help you. So that was, I forgot, that was my little hint because I know somebody that got rejected. And and you don't have to get rejected because, of course, you are in the lives of these people. And if you've wrote, written them letters, you know them 10 years. Just saying. Um, Eugene, is, um, are you on the line still? Yes. I know he's driving. Uh, he's going to somewhere. Stephanie is absolutely right. They, one of the criteria for visiting visitation is that you've known the person that before you've known they the got her before they went to it's supposed to be before and you know uh, what we're saying is you did know them before that's what Stephanie yeah. was saying <laughs> you did you met them in the bicycle shop 
I have to. I Not have the to bicycle jump in club, again. Stephanie. The bicycle shop. <laughs> <laughs> I called Stephanie when I was uh, applying to get on, a, on my first uh, visiting list, and um, I highly recommend that you uh, listen to Steph and give her a call, and, and she'll help make sure that you know how to fill it out the best possible way. Because these guys really want a visit. You know, they really like visits, and, you know, and, and you'll, you'll see how... You know, you'll see how hard it is to visit, and then you'll know that they're being tortured because they torture people that are visiting, you know, people that didn't do a crime. So it's heavy. This is a heavy, heavy time we're going through. It's uh, It's been heavy for a long time, but now people like you are putting it on the radio. They're, like, telling people, this is how it is. You know, and all these yeah. people really believe that people don't go to jail for pot. You know, they, they think that, of course, people don't go to jail for pot. Look at the day and age we're in, which, of course, we know is nonsense. Yeah, it's they age. don't believe. They don't believe people go for 20 years or 30 years or life for pot, you know. They don't uh, even believe the five-year thing. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> I mean, the it's such a jump for them to believe life. They, it isn't even something that you can process. I mean, I've said this a lot of times. You you get something that you can't process, so you don't. You have to be told hundreds of thousands of times. It's like a child when you tell them to say please and thank you. You've told them a hundred thousand times. You can't even understand why they didn't process it. But they can't, and neither can people out there. They can't process life. You know, it's just, I had a hard time. I have a hard time now. I have a hard time processing it in my brain. I really want to just shelve it, you know. So, like, the reason I chose this to do is because it keeps me really focused. And, you know, making out money orders, even though it's a joy, it's a lot of work. It's like a lot of work. Yeah. You know, I mean, even though it's joyful work, it's still work. I have to have a passion. Otherwise, I don't think I would do it either. You know, because, like, I have to make myself get up, sit down, and do it. It's like a job. And a lot of the time, I'm crying. So it's even harder, you know. And, you know, it's just, it's heavy. I, I... I have my hats off to everyone that gets involved. I mean, I've heard Sherry Sicard just cry on the phone just uncontrollably because it's just so heavy. It's like we're not crying because we're in some drama with somebody down the street or, you know, we're we're involved in the drama of someone that's locked up that can't do anything. That's the part that gets me. You know, they can't do anything, they can't make money, they can't get a real job. There's so many can'ts, and, like, I don't like can'ts, but when they use them, they're real. They are so real that they can't. So we can and we do. I mean, can do is another one with their clemency. It's just like Amy's doing these wonderful things. 
And the personalities here, I don't care if everybody hates everybody, Sherry, Amy, Adela, blah, 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 everybody, Joe, but they're all doing something that's super important. They are remembering and spreading the word of people are in jail for pot. And no matter what else they're doing, that is one of the things they're doing that I total respect. Yeah. Yeah. That's my rant for today. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Um, I want to thank you for coming on our show and letting our people know, our listeners know what's going on out there. Um, We had a really good show Come visit me. Okay, okay. (laughs) Well, thank you very, very much. Next month, come visit me. You You know, I would have to come up there if one of you girls came down here. (laughs) Hee, (laughs) hee, (laughs) hee, hee. Yep. Hi, So what me and Mindy want to do, we want to come down there. I know, and I need slushy help. I'll just hop on my little broom and, you know, launch myself towards California. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I have a hundred dollars towards gas. Yay, Mindy, let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's the fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. Okay. All right. Well, we love okay, you. Okay, great. And but that's September, right? That's April, right? Yeah, next month. April. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I got Lance's uh, sentencing on the fifteenth. Oh, then you'd have to like get in the car after yeah. it. Yeah, and just after, think right of all the energy yeah. you would bring with us. You know, you could bring yeah. all him getting probation. For sure. That would be heavy if they had to let him out of jail to get probation. Oh, my God. Now, how <laughs> weird is that? Yep. <laughs> yep. Right. Okay, well, bring him my love. I will. I will. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you soon. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you, bye. Hi. I want to tell the listeners, uh, excuse me, Kristen, I, I'm I'm going to church right now, so I want to wish everyone a happy Easter and, and say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the program early today. Happy Easter to everyone. Right. And, uh, happy you Easter, Eugene. Happy Easter love to you. you and my love to everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye, Eugene. You guys, that was Eugene Fisher. We're signing off on him as the voice of the cannabis war. Uh, prisoner who spent 25 XPOW spent 25 years locked up. Who joins us to help host the show every Sunday? Um, next, we are going to go to Tom Corby, and then I'm going to read a letter from Jason Miller. Good morning, Tom. How is everything going down in Northern California? Uh, top of the day all and happy Easter. Uh, I want to thank. <laughs> yes, I always want to thank Gene, uh, Christian, Lindy, uh, Becca, and all the folks on the front line and CCHI uh, for sponsoring the show. As always, our goal and vision is to end prohibition, free all our POWs. No one should go to jail for our sacred plan. Uh, with Lance Glor's uh, uh, sentencing, we've been following him. I want to honor him for standing strong 
Uh, I have your post, Christian, uh, that I like this because folks should just send an email to Judge Lee. I'll make it a simple letter. But there's no victim, no crime. How this disrupts lives and families. How we should be going after real criminals. Uh, you can write uh, Judge Layton uh, a request for lenience and sentencing letter at, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Christian, at PSM 103-17 at yahoo.com, Christian. Um, I'm checking because one of them is Lance's email, and one of the emails that are out there is his mom, and his mom wants them. Did you get that off of his Facebook event page? Oh, yeah, I picked it up your page. Well, the point being there is we want to yeah, send. That's, uh, that's, that's, the right, that's the right address. Right, right. Well, and also uh, brings up the point that you also want to uh, send a letter to Lance himself personally and the judge. Uh, so when he goes for sentencing, he can be right there with his letters. And we hope we have a stack of letters. And, and I'm sure you could all agree that it's not so important uh, as you go on, keep it the brevity, it's how many letters. Uh, at some point, they're just going to get tired of reading them. It's basically going to say a lot of the same things. So uh, it's a simple thing. Just get on email and uh, write to judge and uh, request for uh, uh, lenience and sentencing. So... Uh, uh, in, in Northern California, I don't know if folks have been following, uh, in Yuba County and Butte County, uh, Officer Heath and Annette Five, uh, corrupt cops, they're banished with badges, as Donna says. Uh, they got caught here, uh, I don't know, three or four months ago up in Pennsylvania, uh, selling uh, 243 pounds of our medicine that they busted defendants here. They busted us and probably got some of ours when they busted Donna and I four years ago. And uh, they just got uh, charged with 19 indictments. So we uh, we are uh, winning a battle uh, against yeah. these. Uh, well, yeah, so that, that we just got that in. And uh, I want to thank all the people that came hard uh, uh to stand up against the net five and uh, they're actually going to hearings right here in Butte County in Oroville. So uh, that's some positive news. Uh, I have a, uh, Stephanie, bless her heart. Uh, these know. letters, uh, when you get them, you turn letters or heartfelt letters, uh, they will bring tears to your eyes. Uh, uh, we've been following the Anthony, uh, Dijon for several years now. Uh, and I sent him a birthday card. Uh, and he sent me this little card back. And I, I like this card. He's so positive. Uh, he says, Thank you uh, so very much. It's nice to know people do care out there. Uh, and the point that Stephanie made there that when you write these letters, just let them know that they're not forgotten warriors. And uh, there's uh, many people out here on the front lines uh, trying to end prohibition so we can free all our POWs. He says, I know in due time I'll be freed. Uh, Keep in touch. Uh, I'll do the same. 
Life's, life seems to stop when you are in here. But one thing for sure, they will not break my spirit. People like you make me smile. Remember to smile. It only works if you do it. He has a, a drawings of this guy smiling. Thanks again. See you. Stay strong. Thank you very much. New York Tony. Positive mind, positive outcomes. Uh, you can write uh, Anthony Dijon at uh, U, uh, U.S. State Penitentiary, uh, it's Box 3000, a Pine Knot, Kansas, 42635. Uh, and uh, nothing's more important uh, than mail call when you're in there. It's really all they have. Uh, so write, write a prisoner today. Uh, you can let go to freedomgrow.org or the Human Solution International org POW 420s, and they have a list. Get a list of the prisoners. Uh, uh, yeah, write a prisoner today. It's so important. So that's that's. Uh, like I say, these letters, these return letters, are are, uh, are are heartfelt and so important to them, and. Uh, They'll look at the read your letters every day in there. Uh, it's so important to them. Uh, now, one other thing: uh, next Saturday, uh, when we talk about Northern California, we talk about fundraisers, not fun, fun. Now, uh, on fundraisers, uh, we have always have a barbecue. Uh, people uh, pitch in a potluck and uh, eight dollars a plate. Uh, we have raffles for prizes. Uh, raising money for our defendants, uh, like the Benos and his boys up in uh, uh, Shasta, Reading. Uh, so next Saturday we have Trevor Alcorn. Uh, we have a fundraiser going for him. Uh, he's fighting uh, uh, Shasta County also on a, on a BS manufacturing charge, and he has a little girl. Uh, so we're coming for a fundraiser next Saturday. That's Anderson River Park at 2800 Rupert Road in Anderson, California. And uh, the beautiful part of the lake, we're probably going to have a band. Uh, so that's what folks can do. And when we're having fun, we're going to have music. Uh, we more, we uh, get more work done, and we make more uh, money for our defense. Okay, I want to thank you all. Uh, come help uh, be the solution. Uh, join us to end prohibition. Uh, thank you all cool. today, and have a great Easter. Thank you, Paul. Happy Easter, Paul. Don't forget to breathe. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so you guys, Tom, Tom Corby was um, wondering about an email address, and while he was talking, Tom, if you're still listening, I got that email address. It is PSM103 underscore 17 at yahoo.com. Um, that is Lance's mother, and she is taking his letters. Um, um, she's taken in Lance's letters. Lance was taken in his own letters, but since he's been taken off, he's um, not been able to do it. Um, his mother is really heartbroken over, over his incarceration. Hopefully we'll hear from her soon. However, um, you know, can you imagine being a mom and having your child going off to prison after suffering for already since 2011? Um, but she wants everybody to know that her son is very kind-hearted, 
caring man who stood up for many knowing the risk. And she thanks everyone for for your support when it comes to Lance. Um, so um, we love, we love, we love you, Tracy. And um, thank you for being there for your son too. A lot, of, a lot of people when this happens to family members, they hit the road. Even family does. So it's good to all be together. Um, we're going to go into closing soon. Um, first, uh, Valentine's Day, we had a, a day where prisoners wrote messages for loved ones. Well, at the time, I did not have Jason Miller's le- letter for his loved one. So I, um, I'm i going to read this today. Um, there's It's a six-page letter, and there's a lot in here that I should read, but I'm not going to because we're going to be closing early. So I'm just going to point out a couple important parts other than the part to his wife. Um, this is messages for Tilly Miller. She, um, J- Jason Miller says, "All I can say is by God through. All I can say is what it's called. <clears throat> oh, what you do write and what you do say when your heart is so broken and filled with dismay, especially when it comes to time to say Happy Valentine's Day to the people I loved and lost and to the one I love the most. Sadly, it's been nearly eight months since I lost last saw you, and on the other end of the phone." Sometimes you feel like a ghost. God, Terry, I miss you so much and wish to hold you tight. But sadly again, alone, I only cry myself to sleep at night, filling my bed with thousands of tears of pain and sorrow, oftentimes wishing I would not even wake up tomorrow. Body racked with pain, heart so lost and broken, feel I'm going more and more insane. All I want to do is live in peace and happiness and to come home to you again. But here I sit alone inside this cage, 23 and 1, and feeling it growing inside, and godly fury and rage. It comes to one having been done so wrong. You find it hard to sing any kind of happy song. So, baby, as I sit and stare at your pictures and I caress your face, I pray to God you never feel that I am or ever look at me as a disgrace. I pet our our dog, wishing I could feel her soft fur, and all the while praying for some kind of justice to occur. I miss you so bad as the tears stream down my face, but my love, I have always told you, I do what I do, not for me or for greed, but because I have to, for all the human race. So So what do you say on this day of love called Valentine's Day? When one has been beaten, broken, and even tasted for tased for his message of love and what he has had to say, that Mary Joanna is the tree of life and should be shared, used for healing, restored to earth one day. Shoot, so many things come to mind. I don't know what to say, but I love you, baby. God, I miss your effing face. <laughs> one love. Thank you, Terry Miller, for being my wife as one true soldier, your one true soldier girl, the one that stood the test of trials of time with me, as we both know it has already been, and God willing, many more to come. Thank you for, for being my love, my heart, my soul, my friend, my sister, in arms, in a war of God's work. And yes, most of all, my, my, most of all, my wife. Many, everyone out there, give a thank you. I love you to your loved ones on this day, herbal soldiers, 
of around the world and all over the world, the planet, Teen Night, Family Home, and Tribe back together under the truth, justice, fairness, and hope. Um, that was from Jason Miller, who is in custody in Colorado right now. He is going to be going to a trial soon. And in that trial, all he's going to need is one person to say that he's not guilty and he will not be going to prison for a plan. In fact, he can be united with Terry if if this if he's found not guilty. So I just remind everybody, if you are a juror on a case, it's your job to judge not only if the law has been broken, but use your judgment wisely and judge the actual law. If you believe it's a bad law, you can say not guilty and you do not have to send somebody to prison for a plant. Um, Jason has also included a couple more pages of letters um, looking like he's um, want people to his wife um, Terry is running a page for him for donations and I'm trying to get that website here on here so that I can let you guys know um, where you can go donate here in fact I'm just going to bring Terry on and she can tell us um, where you can go donate if you want to donate to um, Jason Miller's fund to help to help free Jason Miller. Um, Terry, how do you get to um, Jason Miller? Oh, hi, Terry. How do you hi, think about Jason you? Sorry, I've got some tears going on right now. I have a GoFundMe page. Um, it, because of the GoFundMe rules, I cannot set the GoFundMe up for anything that had to do with Jason's case. And so my GoFundMe is set up because I'm in a hell of a predicament myself. So I just went ahead and put it down as what's going on in my life. And there's links on my Facebook, Carrie Worski Miller. Or um, you could even call me and I could get you the actual GoFundMe um, link site um, or or give you my email and email it to you or something, because I don't know it right off the back of my head. But um, my phone number is 307-683-7177, and I'm always open for a phone call anyway, so I don't get many of them. Okay, Carrie, I wanted to apologize uh, to you too, especially because I know that's a late letter, but I was having problems with my P.O. box, but I just wanted to let you know that I I had it in my mind. (laughs) <laughs> I got it. So I understand. I, uh, I've just been a lot of rough roads, you know. Yeah, and sure. I don't get a lot of positive letters because like, I'm on all these stupid pills that are making him a very angry person. And so a lot of his letters has a lot of anger. And, you know, even even in that letter, you can understand all yeah. his sadness and everything is hard to deal with. Man, I know. Well, hopefully we can have Jason. That's not Jason. That's not who he has ever been in his life. And this isn't even his first rodeo. He's just so frustrated. You know, he's just very, very frustrated. And those pills cause him to get very agitated. And, yeah, it's just uh, not a good situation. What town is this trial going down in? Oh, I meant to admit, um, correct you on that. He's not in Colorado. He's in Wyoming. He's Wyoming, in Sheridan, right. Wyoming County Jail, yeah. yeah. So we need people from Sheridan to come out and start 
start trying to share the jury nullification message in that town. So if anybody listening knows anybody in Sheraton or knows anybody um, in the area of Sheraton, uh, please um, contact somebody or just start telling people about jury nullification. We need we need people to help organize court support. And it's hard for me to help because I'm not in the town. We, act, we, we Hopefully we can find a, a person from that actual town to help. So if you're listening. I also, um, Christian, I also have the Herbal Soldier page on Facebook that people can hit me up through as well. Okay. So. And that's the Herbal so- Soldier? That's the name of the page? Yeah. Yeah, I've been. Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah. Terry, is there anything else you wanted to sh- wanted to say? Because we're getting ready to close the show down a little bit early today. God bless you all and happy Easter. Thank you for Thank all you. that you guys do. Thank you. Thank and you very free much. Jason. Let's free Jason. He doesn't deserve to be in prison for a plant. Thank you, Terry. Have a, have a beautiful Nobody holiday. Nobody does. Nobody does. That's well said. Nobody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Welcome. Bye bye. All right, you guys, we're getting ready to close out the show today. I just want to wish everybody who's listening a nice holiday. Whether you whether you celebrate Easter or not, I just want hope you guys have a beautiful Sunday. And it is Sunday, so we take a moment to reflect on some of the people that we lost today. Uh, but first, we want to thank CCHI 2016 for giving us this radio show, the platform to to be able to project our voices and the voices of the people that have, that need the help and need to be heard. Of course, we want to thank Eugene Host, Mindy, executive producer, all the callers and all the listeners and all the volunteers that help with this show. Um, we just need to end prohibition. Two ways we can do it right now today is by not convicting, that's saying not guilty in the courtroom. So um, I've mentioned it a few times during the show what jury nullification is. Just always remember, no victim, no crime, not guilty. And tell your friends and family that they have the power to say not guilty and they cannot be punished for their verdict. So it's that simple. It's also another way we can end prohibition today is by not snitching. Oh, my gosh. Lance, I mean, we're talking – I'm just going to use Lance as an example because um, we've been talking about Lance all day. But do you know how many snitches were in Lance's case? Yes, friends, close friends, family childhood friends ex-girlfriends, business partners, um, people who had stuff to do with the the whole business itself. Like, and all those people got no jail time just because they snitched on Lance. So if you point the finger at one person, one person has to take the heat for everyone, and that's not fair. If we all stand up together and go to trial together, if 10 people stood up and said, no, heck no, this isn't fair, we're not snitching, we all risk going to prison for life they wouldn't go so stop snitching nobody likes to snitch um so we want to think of cchi we also want to say rest in peace to all some of our fallen heroes so first of all one of our fallen heroes that i want to say rest in peace to is richard floor that is Kristen floor myself father okay my dad died in prison okay and let me tell you about a prison death it's not good. He, he died serving a de facto life sentence. That means his sentence was longer than his life. Do you know how, okay, we have over 50 people serving life sentences right now, but did you know that 
anybody can die in prison right now. They don't take care of our prisoners, so any prison sentence can turn into a life sentence for any one of our prisoners. So, and any one of them could get sick and die shackled to a bed, like my father, Richard Clore. And I was there during that death. I actually took him off the life support. And do you want to take a family member or a friend off life support for a plant? Then I urge you right now to get involved. I, I urge you right now because before you get shackled up and sent to prison for a plant, you get raided like Gary Shepard and Mary Jane Jones did 21 years ago. And they said, no, I'm not chopping down my plants. I'm going to stand up for these plants. They never hurt nobody. Well, guess what happened to Gary, Gary and Mary Jane for standing up and saying that? They got shot down over 21 times. Why? Mary Jane held baby Jake in her arms. Gary Shepard died that day. Mary Jane Jones lived another 20 years and just recently passed away a few months ago. So we want to say rest in peace to Gary Shepard and Mary Jane Jones. Um, they left, left, left baby Jake behind, and they left uh, Stacy Tice, their niece, their niece. Stacy drives a big green bus around the nation to end prohibition because of what happened to her aunt and her uncle. We also want to say rest in peace to Jack Hare, who wrote the book, Emperor Wears No Clothes. Now, Jack Hare is a legend to all of us because he educated us, and you can get all of his education in this book, Emperor Wears No Clothes. Um, there, it tells you all about the conspiracy, the um, what else, the things our plant can do for us, the manipulation they put on us, the history of the plant. There's just so much in this book that I urge you all to read. We also want to see rest in peace to Peter McWilliams, who died writing books for us. He also went to prison for a plant and was a huge motivational speaker, um, not just about uh, marijuana rights, civil rights, all civil rights, including gay rights. He wrote books on how to deal with suffering. I read his book uh, about death after my dad died, and it helped me out a lot. So please, rest in peace, Peter McWilliams. I was just talking about a de facto life sentence. Well, Bill Lamorte, um, he's a friend of Eugene Fisher, and Bill Lamorte was sentenced to life. Okay, well, in his 20, about his 20th year, on the 4th of July, Bill went into the prison yard, grabbed his chest, and died right there in the prison yard from major heart attack, serving a life sentence for marijuana. Okay, do you think anybody should have to die in prison for a plant? I don't. But Bill Amorte fell love just before he died, so I, I hope that um, I hope his heart was was um, not just being attacked by a heart attack, but it was also being attacked by love. Rest in peace, Bill Amorte. Uh, rest in peace, Larry Harvey, who went to D.C. to educate or to educate Congress and ask, ask them to pass a bill um, to help others. And Larry's, and the whole time, Larry's whole family was based on federal charges. But Larry died of cancel, cancer in the middle of the war. So rest in peace, Larry. Rest in peace to Dee Young, who came to our state to, to seek treatment for cancer. In the meantime, her son Adam is adamant about ending the war. So thank you, Dee, for giving us Adam and rest in peace, Dee. Rest in peace to Curtis Cecil, who you heard from his father today, who's serving a life sentence. Curtis Cecil died while his dad was in prison. We also want to say rest in peace to censored Coptus and Cashew Hive, two little children who are using our plant to kill their brain tumors. Well, the people who were getting the, the medicine for them got raided, and both of these children died in the war because of cancer, because they cannot have access to the medicine. Rest in peace to Bernardo Puno Martinez, a close friend of mine who is trying to help end the war on a worldly level. And to Elaine Salmon, who is an ONAC tribal uh, member. <sighs> 
They were sending some medicine through the post office, and the post office took it. Well, Lane didn't have access to her medicine, and she was dying of cancer, and she, she died. So rest in peace, Elaine, and also rest in peace to Oscar, who was Eugene and Georgie's friend, who went to FBI in the sky while they were in prison. Life, um, rest in peace to all of our people who have died that we do not know about. Please help us end prohibition so our prisoners can go home to their families and nobody helps has to die in prison, outside of prison, or in this war for a plant. Thank you very, very much for listening to our show. I urge you to listen to next week's show. Um, we've got lots of good things coming. Right now I'm looking for the song to play. Um, it's called No More War. We really, really love this song because it says just what we want it to say, No More War. So check this out um, and have a beautiful Sunday.
you don't get it. The country surrounding Israel, the holy land is now being in W.O. committed. The war is spiritual, but through the mind, the actions is how they get it. Or should I say distract? They say it's oil, but it's deeper than that. It's just more smoke to my mirror, so I radiate more hope clearer. Shed tears with my peers, cause judgment day gets nearer. So I exercise mightier than the sword. Use a pen to paint the lines with conscious mind the world can explore. So maybe you can find out why it's bring us to war. Some of the most powerful things are Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.